Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. AJ Making Podcast. Uh, today we'll be talking about relationships. It seems as though that um, quite a lot of people or the society in general is struggling with relationships. I don't know whether um, it's because of the new era of uh, internet or there's a lot of things that we don't know that we need to know from um, the professionals like uh, Dr. AJ Making. Doctor, welcome. Thank you, Reggie. Morning to you as well. Thank you. Oh, what is your sense of things and what is your sense of understanding with regard to relationships well reggie you mentioned professional uh, professionalism and then you mentioned relationships <laughs> uh, i think the person that can claim to be a professional on relationships is either smoking something really nice <laughs> uh, probably should be admitted into one of the facilities i work in or someone up there with a higher power i don't have a higher power i haven't been admitted ever mm-hmm. and I haven't smoked something really cool probably ever mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing is that yes uh, as much as I might claim to be a professional my wife will probably walk into you and say something uh, obviously to the point that I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. anyway it's relationships are something that you know human beings struggle with from time past generations to now till definitely into the future mm-hmm. the two themes people get admitted to generally as the reasons, fundamental reasons why they are ill or have to be admitted into the facilities is relationships Mm -hmm. and the other is work. Mm -hmm. And even there, the work, it's not about, sometimes it's about the type of work they're doing, but 99% of the time it's the people that they're dealing with at the workplace and that is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So relationships are something that we all struggle with. We all need to improve on relationships. It's Mm -hmm. the fundamental of who we are. Mm -hmm. We are social animals. Mm -hmm. We need to engage with the people around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What can we say? Because it seems as though that... um, with human beings being social beings, this era has kind of made relationship more difficult. So definitely. So I'm glad that you asked that question because over the years, we've seen the transition of relationships. Mm-hmm. We've seen the transition where we probably at some point, maybe a generation, two generations ago, human beings lived in extended families. There were extensive relationships that you had a strong bond with. Mm-hmm. As we grow along or go along, we are fundamentally becoming smaller family units, the nuclear family unit. Mm-hmm. We are isolated from the person even next door to you. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. We may not even know our neighbors in these gated uh, communities for that matter. Mm-hmm. We are getting more and more isolated. You hear of single family, uh, mm-hmm. single person families where people mm-hmm. live in a house all alone, mm-hmm. in an apartment all alone. Mm-hmm. One of the most toughest things to deal with during this COVID lockdown mm-hmm. was people who were kind of okay during the 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 years prior to covid mm-hmm. but during covid they really struggled mm-hmm. because there they were all alone mm-hmm. there was no one to engage with I had a phone call from a friend of mine who lives in a really upmarket apartment overlooking a really beautiful area mm-hmm. and he phoned me in a moment of desperation and anxiety because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was struggling because he was all alone there was no one to engage with the restaurants that he went to the area that he walked in. He couldn't even walk in the area or meet people. Mm-hmm. He was struggling as much as he made touch base with people, be it via WhatsApp, mm-hmm. all these various technologies. Mm-hmm. He was struggling inside. And he wasn't the only one. There were loads of people. I hear of people getting up in the morning, switching on their laptop in the bed, mm-hmm. working away all day, ordering Uber Eats, mm-hmm. and they'll make the journey to the front door, pick up the food, get back into bed and work mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And they never leave that space. 
as much as they engage with the others out there, it eventually becomes an effort mm-hmm. to switch on the laptop, make that WhatsApp call. Hmm. We are getting more and more. As much as we get physically isolated, we're getting mentally and emotionally isolated. Mm-hmm. We completely switched off, not from the world or outside only, but mm-hmm. from ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we basically exist just to provide that little work we need to do mm-hmm. and then continue with our lives with nothing else in it. Mm-hmm. So as much as we are feeling lonely on the outside, we have an emptiness and loneliness on the inside. Mm-hmm. Would that be a contribution of the the era that we're living in? Because my understanding, quite a lot of people were um, kind of celebrating the fact that, okay, now COVID-19 has helped us to actually work from home. But not all of us, as I hear from your utterances, not all of us has somebody at home. So that may be a space that actually alienates quite a lot of people if it's promoted um, this kind of notion of people working from home. And to some extent, it can lead to differential uh, mental health problem. So one of the interesting things is that this era of innovation Mm. is characterized by what we call the information and communication era. Mm -hmm. The greatest fields of innovation have been in information communication. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that word communication, that means communicating between us. That Mm -hmm. means information flies faster between us. You know, you might say at the speed of sound or whatever it is. Mm. Because if you put an email, you'll get it onto the other side of the world within a second. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. And I'm not the first to say this, and I've heard this on many platforms, where we may be able to communicate with others, Mm -hmm. but we do not connect with others. We are fundamentally communicating with everyone in the world, but Mm -hmm. we are not connected with people in the world. We'll have thousands of friends. We've all heard this, Mm -hmm. but we don't have one true friend, Mm -hmm. it seems. In, In what way do you mean connection? Because the whole thing comes down to the communication is, let's work on that, is that where we technologically communicated, where we were thousand friends on Facebook. Mm. But are we truly connected? And you may say, what, as you ask, what does that mean? Is that when human beings connect, mm-hmm. it has to be at various levels. Mm-hmm. We may even connect with someone on the street and we physically walk far past and we can sense their energy, it seems, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's mental, where you and I are engaging in a communication, in a conversation mm-hmm. and we see each other's faces and we are aware of each other's body language mm-hmm. and we pick up the subtle connection cues mm-hmm. or the subtle communication cues as we call it mm-hmm. which is via body language or raising our eyebrows whatever it is mm-hmm. in terms of communication mm-hmm. beyond that is the emotional we all seek that mm-hmm. more so and some might argue beyond that is the spiritual connection mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying these things Uh, scientific studies show this. Mm -hmm. For example, they speak of looking into each other's eyes. Mm. As much as it seems like something out of the movies or some song on the radio, Mm -hmm. uh, scientific studies show Mm. that when we look into someone's eyes of someone we truly care for, Mm -hmm. our oxytocin levels go up. And oxytocin is regarded as the hug hormone, Mm -hmm. where we feel some, I'll use the word, vulnerability, some Mm -hmm. emotional connection with someone. Mm -hmm. In the old days, when I was at medical school, the only thing we associated oxytocin with as a hormone Mm -hmm. was breastfeeding, where a mom, if she's breastfeeding a child, Mm -hmm. or she will, her oxytocin levels will rise. So we always thought it was dealing with lactation. Mm-hmm. But studies now show that oxytocin mm-hmm. is a hormone that rises when we feel positive emotions towards someone. Mm-hmm. Be it looking in their eyes, be it even giving a hug, our mm-hmm. oxytocin levels will increase. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that we're lacking. So as much as we also in this day and age talk of working remotely mm-hmm. and for seers of the future describe, are we going to be doing this 
forever. Mm-hmm. Human mm-hmm. beings want that connection. Mm-hmm. Even at a very personal level, something very interesting I found, I've been fortunate, I studied medicine and I did an MBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was at medical school, mm-hmm. we'd study for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And the toughest part was sometimes as much as you we connected and we worked around the hospitals when you went back home and you had to put in your six, seven, eight hours sometimes of study, mm-hmm. you were sitting all alone at a desk. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you you could feel very lonely during that period. Mm-hmm. And it was tougher in those circumstances. The good part about the MBA, we had what we call syndicate groups. So we'd be sitting around the table, but we were communicating and definitely connecting. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. felt a camaraderie. There was an interesting thing at the beginning of the year. Uh, we had about 90-odd uh, people doing the MBA full-time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sadly, there were about 20 females out of uh, in that entire group. Mm-hmm. And in some groups, per chance, they just randomly uh, allocated people. There would be like one or two females per group. And there was a request which I felt, I thought was very interesting at the beginning, you know, when we allocated the groups that there should be an equal distribution you know, of males and females. So, you know, and it was one of the things, and this is interesting because these are all top-notch corporate guys who done the MBA. Mm-hmm. And re- some of them requested that females in the group change the energy of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you had an all-male group, it just was like, I guess, a lot more testosterone, mm-hmm. a bit more hard. But having a female change the energy. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to find that perchance you know they were in your group how things change mm. so no one was like it wasn't like oh uh, we had to say things differently the conversations were level headed mm-hmm. but just amazing just the presence of different genders in the group made it a fundamental difference to the energy that's part of the connection that all of us want. and we can go into detail of what connection is because we all at some level even the prospect of love is about a connection mm-hmm. feeling something more than just something at a maybe even at a physical or a mental level is definitely at an emotional level mm-hmm. you mentioned quite a lot of things and I'm, I'm wanting to understand both from a work perspective and from a love perspective and it seems as though now with this era of information technology um, there's a lot of uh, platforms that are kind of propelling people towards um, using those methods of maybe the likes of uh, tinder bumble uh, hinge and all that pushing those method of communication to um kind of have people be with one another relationally. And on the other side, when we go to corporate, there's still this working from home kind of notion that is being pushed for people to just have their laptop install the particular software and they can work from home. With those two dynamics, um, what is your sense of things? Is this um, creating a new kind of doing relationship or there's something that people need to be accultured to in order for them to relate better or we need to um, retract back to our old and primal way of relating in order for us to to feel connected because it seems as though this whole information communication era is disconnecting us and it's not offering us rather the connection that we need. It's interesting because what's happened with this, with the advent of the technology is someone growing up in this era sees this as completely normal, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sees it as the average, sees it as the status quo. So 10 years ago, if I was interviewing a patient and I asked them, how did you meet your partner? They would tell you they 
met them at the bus stop uh, maybe longer now if you think mm-hmm. of it 20 years ago yeah. met yeah. them at the bus stop through friends and now and if you and with the advent of the uh, internet and technology mm-hmm. they would hesitantly say they met them over the internet now it's standardized mm-hmm. met them via social media they'll even mention the platform that they met him on mm-hmm. and has led to love and marriage and kids so it's seen as co- it's completely normalized mm-hmm. and it will be interesting because it's maybe being a bit older and kind of having seen the shift it's easy for me to maybe pass judgment based on the past but that would not be fair mm-hmm. this is the the natural route is taken mm-hmm. and the question comes up is that are we feeling fulfilled and adequate in the space and yes you may you can meet your true love as we might put it in any form place you know in the world mm-hmm. at any time you have no clue where what how that let's use what fate brings you together destiny mm. brings you together the challenge is though it's not about maybe the technology it's about the fact that we feel lonely isolated in spite of being surrounded by this technology which is supposed to at some level address these needs mm-hmm. at some level i mean uh if you look at the advent of facebook zuckerberg uh one of the first things he put in there was about um not very familiar with facebook with about being single to some extent or you available or something like that mm-hmm. and given that he was a young college student that would have been appropriate right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and interestingly as much as he might say that uh, there's a book by Richard Barkway describes wish there was a sign as you would walk down the street above everyone's head that said whether they were available or single or whether they could you could tell whether they were interested in you or not it just takes out all that angst and anxiety mm-hmm. of out of a relationship mm. so technology has helped maybe in some ways because it brings people together with a common uh need want in terms of a relationship mm-hmm. at the same time though we as we get more and more isolated in our homes there's going to be i feel a backlash eventually because we will need to connect with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the mental health issues increase as we get more and more isolated mm-hmm. we are sadly maybe normalizing the fact that we can live in isolation and thereby normalizing we will then as a result have mental health challenges in the isolation mm-hmm. I'm not saying now go and back into your family home, extended family home and go back to living with your parents. It's a, because that in itself means having a thriving family environment rather mm-hmm. than a toxic family environment and those are other things we need to deal with. Mm-hmm. But we are losing that connection. Part of growth is living with people. Relationships are about growth because one thing your partner will show you mm-hmm. like a mirror is your faults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can decide I'm walking away. but deciding i'm going to improve myself mm-hmm. as a result of that so human connection helps us grow mm-hmm. human relationships help us grow mm-hmm. we draw information knowledge wisdom from each other mm-hmm. you know uh you hear this often in so even successful definitely successful relationships my wife my husband is my biggest critic mm-hmm. but it's part of the growth that you're able to not just break down but thrive in that mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. But from from a work perspective, what can we say? So work is interesting in the sense of if work could help it and it's a, something I would joke about given I was in corporates mm-hmm. that prior to the covid if they could help it they would have you there physically and mentally. Leave your emotions for some therapist and leave your spirit for some mountain top. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that with the advent of working from home we don't even need you physically all we need is your brain kind of present and giving your logical and rational input all very well but we are not just mental or physical human beings we also have emotions 
mm-hmm. and we have purpose and truth and calling and meaning and legacy and all these things we are seeking. So the environment, as much as it is maybe looking for just your uh, logical, rational input, mm-hmm. we are there are various aspects of ourselves that also need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. In a true relationship, all aspects of that are being addressed. Mm-hmm. The physical, the mental, and emotional, and spiritual, and great organizations allow for all those things to be expressed. Mm-hmm. You feel truly present mm-hmm. when all of yourself is being addressed. You feel mm-hmm. truly happy when every aspect of who you are is being called to the fore. Mm-hmm. But just to have your mental logic rationality present mm-hmm. is living, one would argue, even like a quarter of your life. Mm-hmm. Because you are more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind is, is being addressed, your mind, your mental being is being addressed. Mm-hmm. But what about your physical being, your emotional being and spiritual being mm-hmm. as to who you are? So these are various aspects and that's the challenge. And that's why in this day and age as well, I see more and more people describing to me, I'm, I've got a great job, I earn a great salary, but I don't feel fulfilled. And we then start looking at life from that perspective. We measure it as we measure our CV. I spent this year doing this at this corporate, then I moved to another corporate for another year. Everything becomes measured. A year, year there, a, a place there. Everything is along the lines of a logical and a rational perspective rather than the emotion or what am I fulfilling? Mm-hmm. And we then lead, I've seen it, dry lives where there's no energy brought to the fore. There's no passion. There's no imagination. There's no dream in what you're doing. So you're living up to the corporate dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're living up to your and your boss's life. That's the aspiration. Mm-hmm. But where's your dream and where's your life? Is this what you wanted out of life or this is what the corporate wanted out of your life? We measure ourselves in years I serve in corporate rather than saying, the way I put it is this, as you measure your years in corporate, but if you find your passion a truth, you don't look at it as years. You, you look at it as a lifetime that you spent chasing your passion. Mm, mm. A footballer plays till the end of his physical ability mm-hmm, to mm. kick that ball or to run as fast as he can. But you and I measure our years in corporate by the years we spend and we move on and we move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? There's a different energy. If I say anything, it's a lower energy. It's safe to be in corporate. Mm-hmm safer i won't say it's safe during covid it proved that it wasn't very safe mm-hmm. because it then came down to numbers where it became you're a number in the organization and they have to retrench x numbers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make the organization viable mm-hmm. because they look at the bottom line mm-hmm. whereas if you do if you're chasing your passion your energy your excitement something that really grips you you do it for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. And you know more a number, you're an individual. Because you're doing it for yourself. This mm-hmm. is your dream, your life. Mm-hmm. I had a feel that this era will help resolve things like work-life balance. When you're working from home, you're able to do other other stuff that uh, you're not maybe able to do due to being caught up in traffic on your way to work. But now, that time for traffic, you, uh, you use it for something else. But I hear from... What you're saying uh, is that that in itself, um, um, it's isolating people. And to some extent, maybe work, workplace give people a sense of belonging and a sense of feeling certain kind of emotions that they don't feel when they are working from home. You raise a very important point. There's two aspects to working from home. Some of us are fortunate enough to have, I'll use the word, other identities, other values and other meanings. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a mom who's... The tension was going to work previously, eight to five, being away from her kids, 
And during lockdown, she probably found that she had time to spend with the children. Mm-hmm. So the other identities and values of being a mother, being a wife, mm. being a sibling, mm-hmm. being a daughter mm. come to the fore. So that's brilliant because those create these other energies and values which gives you a fuller meaning of who you are because just being the corporate dog body was challenging but now there's those others energies where you can give so lots of people love working from home and it's brilliant mm-hmm. some organizations have offered uh there's an organization in India called Reliance which apparently offered 20% drop in salary but you could work from home and given the tensions of maybe working in Mumbai which is known for its traffic mm. many people grabbed the offer and allowed mm. them to play different roles which they were more comfortable with and was part of their identity mm-hmm. the challenge is those who are living alone or in smaller families or just with their wives where they may be going off to work or husbands going off to work mm-hmm. and you're alone at home all day mm-hmm. and your main identity is your work and for south africans i can say this many of us draw our identity from our work mm. because we live in a society which is moving towards survival getting through the day because if we don't work there's no social security system to get us through the day so a huge part of our identities are work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we in fact sadly make our identities as being a mum or a dad or a sibling secondary tertiary to who we are they don't count in the bigger scheme of things or it's something that you reserve for the weekends sometimes mm-hmm. even after hours had a patient describing where they work from 7 in the morning till 10 at night on a daily basis mm. So and there's various as much as we all working from home there's other various tensions in the sense of uh, people are learning how to work from home because we'd be putting in I've heard of people describe where they are in meetings from 7 in the morning to 7 at night one after the other and then to actually do the work they have to work later. Hmm. So those are the challenges and then if you're not getting that stimulation from your family around you mm-hmm. who do you get your stimulation from when you're sitting alone in your apartment block yes overlooking the best view as much as it's the ocean or the mountains we need that human engagement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we need that social interaction to allow us to feed off each other's energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then if we left to our own devices and you know the very common saying uh, idle mind is the devil's playground Mm-hmm. Well, there's another one I like, which I read was the mind is like a ghost. If you don't keep it busy, it will turn around and devour you. Mm-hmm. And when I mention that in my groups, I just see a lot of people nodding their heads in agreement. Mm-hmm. And that's the danger of the mind. If it's understimulated, geez, it goes places. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking it goes to the most craziest negative places. Mm-hmm. 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 from a relational standpoint um in in terms of romantic relationship because obviously from reading um Esther Perel's books on mating in captivity I'm getting to understand that previously relationship was for the community so you were actually um um able to uh, be or meet somebody from a particular community that you were born in however now with this era of internet you are now exposed to billions of people everywhere which somehow to some extent i think it creates some sense of that fatigue of making a choice because now you're continuously swiping the whole day to what extent do you really connect and then how real is that or what are the mental health issues um that accompanies that kind of arrangement in terms of romantic relationships in terms of relationships you, as a 16 year old male probably love to be spoiled for choice mm, mm, mm. but i guess as we grow older you know there's a psychologist uh, shina ayanger who's written about the art of choosing and it's a brilliant book because she describes in there that being spoiled for choice doesn't necessarily make us happier you know, the one 
reference she gives to, which I found quite interesting, was mm-hmm. she's American based. She was doing a study and on the different communities and choice. Mm-hmm. And prior to the study, as you would, when she bring the client in, she would offer them a range of soft drinks. Mm-hmm. And as we know, you get uh, Coca Cola, you get uh, the Sparberry, the Raspberry, the various flavors. Mm-hmm. And the more Western-based clients would choose a particular soft drink, whereas if she had clients from Eastern Europe who had grown up in an environment previously that had not offered much choice, you know, mm-hmm. a socialist environment, mm-hmm. they would say any fizzy drink would do because as much as you had choice. To them, it didn't matter too much. It didn't fundamentally shift your happiness state, mm. and it gives a lot to reflect on because we think we we all want choice. Mm-hmm. We go onto Netflix. Sometimes we spend more time choosing which program to watch than watching <laughs> the program. Mm-hmm. All right, it's probably a, a entertainment in itself going through all the mm-hmm. programs on show. Mm-hmm. But this, at the end of the day, as much as we we live in a world that puts choice on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. As human beings, we sometimes want something close to who we are or what we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we can find choice on the other end of the world, which wow, that suits us. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, and you know, if you go through that whole process, and as much as you then make the choice, mm-hmm. it's interesting how close to you maybe that person is in some way or the other. Mm-hmm. And maybe a, you know, a statement, and it opens up a whole new discussion mm-hmm. because. It's something I share on a talk in relationships is mm-hmm. that we might find someone that mm-hmm. we can feel we connect with in terms of personality or mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. But all of us learn that the person you are at a particular age, be it 16, mm-hmm. 18, 19, mm-hmm. 20, at 30, 40, you're a different person to what you were. Mm-hmm. The music you listen to, the movies you watch, the mm-hmm. food you eat, mm-hmm. sometimes by your choice or sometimes by a doctor's choice in terms of the food you eat, mm-hmm. changes over time. So as much as you are with a person, you make a choice out of personality, character, and commonality in that mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. At age 20 or 25, mm-hmm. you find you're a different person at 30, 40, and you're thinking, gee, where's what happened? Mm-hmm. So a phrase I put out there, it's not commonality of character necessarily that can it may bring you together mm-hmm. but it's more your cause or your purpose that will keep you together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's your not love and it's a may sound cliche but it's not love is not when you look in each other's eyes it's when you both look in the same direction mm-hmm. and that's more important as much as we spoil for choice where are you going to where are you heading to mm-hmm. and is the person on the journey with you On the same, in the same direction, mm-hmm. same purpose, same truth, same meaning. Because mm-hmm. that's what will keep you together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fundamental as much as we... Everyone loves to be spoiled for choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fundamental is who's going to join you on your journey and walk that path with you. Mm-hmm. Not for a day or two or a year or two, mm-hmm. but for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. As we sometimes argue, I love you eternally. Mm-hmm. It's about that journey eternally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To some extent, the choice is bad. I've learned. I mean, when I'm on Uber Eats, you, ch- you you gravitate towards the choices you're familiar with. You you can't order um, like sushi uh, when you're very hungry. I'm likely to go. Okay, I need something with rice and a bit of pop. Mm-hmm. And then when we go to the dating platforms, um, what brings us closer to those choices? Does any of our childhood experiences inform our choices or swiping? 
of those potential partners on those platforms. I wonder we don't correlate relationships with what we eat maybe. Mm, mm. So relationships it's at the end of the day you can you can make any choice you want to. Mm-hmm. Whether it will sustain itself is the more important question. Mm-hmm. You may make a choice as you might make when you're 16, 17, 18 as a male more so, mm-hmm. a choice based on the physical appearance of a person. Mm-hmm. And then you might find that geez, you want actually a, no, that's not going to sustain you. You must be able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So we'll say it's a bit more for mental. Like mm-hmm. you can communicate, you can mm-hmm. chat, mm-hmm. you can talk for as we speak of in our early days of a relationship for hours on end. So that's the mental. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the same time for emotional connection. Mm-hmm. So as much as you have those things in terms of making a choice, because it has to be a informed choice, so let's use it a deep choice. And, mm-hmm. and when we're younger, we tend to be far more superficial in how we choose things, the mm-hmm. appearance, the, even of whatever we buy or consume. You know, kids mm-hmm. will buy something based on its appearance. So it's a physical mm-hmm. beyond that, the mental and emotional. And as much as sometimes as we go along in life, be it that mm-hmm. we all... get some ill health we don't look the way we did when we were 18 or mm-hmm. all those kind of things the physical mental and even the emotional dissipates because mm-hmm. as we grow older we disease life takes its toll mm-hmm. and you hope like how there better be something let's use the word spiritual that keeps mm-hmm. you together <laughs> because mm-hmm. the other person's you're both sitting on some rocking chair and the person can't hear you for the life of you <laughs> you know and mm. uh, you've got arthritis you can't even get out of the chair then Gosh. there must be something more that keeps you together mm-hmm. in spite mm-hmm. of the fact that you're both heading to 80 and it doesn't look like you're going to be around for much longer there's something far more a deeper bond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, even though the person's got dementia and doesn't even know that they're kind of married to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying in that sense. So there has to be something deeper in terms of choice. And we learn how to make choice. And the idea behind choice is that the human mind loves choice. Mm-hmm. But as much as we make a choice is that we have to be authentic and in alignment with who we are. Because we can, we can be, there can be infinite choice. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, you have to choose your path of truth, your meaning your value what you find is your journey as much as we go out there it's like the book by m scott road less travel mm-hmm. is that you may make a choice which to others seems a tougher choice but you're doing it because it aligns with something deeper that within it's the harder choice it may be something that most people don't choose mm-hmm. because it may be a painful path but it's more authentic to who you are it's an alignment with where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And in terms of relationships. And swiping, will that be aligned to where you want to go? Because n- now we're no longer talking about 16-year-old. This is something that even 30-year-old do. They swipe on those platforms to potentially or hopefully meet their potential partners. Is it aligned to where they want to go? Or I think the way you meet people, And I think if you had to do a survey on everyone in terms of how they met, it turns out sometimes to be the most interesting way. Mm-hmm. So be it swiping, be it you met them in a pub, be it on the, uh, like in the movies, mm-hmm. dropped a handkerchief, they picked it up. Brilliant. If that's, the, <laughs> if that's, that's your, your uh, fortune or misfortune even, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have no clue where it will lead to. But whichever way you meet, in fact, even if it was you met through your parents in an arranged marriage sequence, it's mm-hmm. whatever it is, in fact... Loads of studies have been done on that particular format because at some stage people have frowned upon 
arranged marriages as much as we may frown upon swiping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the, the way of meeting. It's whether you can sustain the journey with the person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you're stuck in the middle of the Arctic and you can't wait to, to reach the mainland to meet someone maybe and you're stuck in a a research station Mm. i assume swiping might be one way (laughs) people will want to Mm. meet Mm. you know however you meet you can't say i've met you in xyz fashion and i didn't really like the manner in which i met you Mm -hmm. it's more about whether you can be with a person you know hopefully as i joke uh, at some point when the relationship really breaks down in the talks at least i joke about this is that sometimes it gets to a point where you can't even stand the sight of the person you don't want to even see them the next day it comes down to the relationship being one of survival Mm -hmm. to make it Mm -hmm. through the day Mm -hmm. let alone a lifetime with this person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doctor um we can talk the whole day and um thank you so much for 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 the insight on relationships and um we will catch up more on on this subject yeah Thank you, Reggie. We'll chat next time. Thank you.